Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Alright guys, welcome back to part two of our wrap-up of our trip to Bandon Dunes. If you missed part one, we talked about Bandon Dunes, the golf course, and Pacific Dunes, as well as the overall atmosphere at the resort and what that experience is like. This episode, we're going to talk about Bandon Trails and Old McDonald, as well as break down how we would divide up 10 rounds if we had to choose uh, how we would divide them amongst the four courses. Our favorite holes, our favorite stretches, and our lasting memories from uh, from our visit out west. So back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, next week should be a really fun one coming on Monday. But until then, enjoy our wrap-up from Bandon Dudes. Bandon Trails. I didn't. I never played this one. I didn't play it five years ago. DJ had seen it before. Uh, a core Crenshaw course, and it was the third course built. Um, what did, When I say Bandon Trails, what's the first thing you guys think of? Just the walk, I think, for me is like, I mean, it, it. It's very obvious why it was named what it is. I mean, the whole thing just feels like a giant nature walk. Yeah, you know, and it's the walks between holes are are very intentionally. Um, I don't know. There, there's like it feels like there were some longer walks between holes, but you don't mind because you know it's just like a beautiful like it's literally a trail nature walk. like yeah it's i'm trying not to say trail. Trail. <laughs> there, were, there were like we saw a snake on one of the trails we saw quite venomous we deer saw, yeah, the deer. We saw turkeys we, you know um but no it's a completely different setting you're back away from the ocean uh you can kind of hear it from that first hole but you get back into the woods um i was worried about it being a bit constraining but it's it somehow maintains like really great width despite sure. weaving through an entire forest yeah, I think I'm, I'm writing up a piece on it now, and I'm, I'm, I think where I settled on it is I think Bandon Trails is the best course on property, but I don't think it's my favorite. And the reason I can say that, which I know this is very stupid, like I'm very self-effacing about how dumb this is, but you just can't replicate like how you feel hitting shots around the ocean and how you feel with views and how like it's just a victim of the fact that it's not on the ocean and it's almost more of a testament to corn crenshaw i think that they can do something like that 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 stands up against you know the biggest natural benefit you can possibly have in designing a golf course and they still build something that that people say is their favorite and i, I don't know it just absolutely completely blew me away and i i really like kind of hated it the first time i played it um, and I don't know why that is. I guess I just wasn't, I don't know. I, I wasn't thinking about it the right way. And I wasn't like, I didn't like that my ball kept getting ejected because I kept hitting it at the pin and you know, all these things. And it's like all the reasons that I didn't like it were kind of what made it great. And this time around we played it twice. And I mean, it was two of the most enjoyable rounds you could possibly have. I mean, it was just awesome. Just, there's so much substance there. Yeah. And it's just, it's so subtle. Like it's, that's what the thing that is so cool. Like it's really easy to roll your eyes when you when you hear people talk about you know golf course design as like works of art but that's literally how i feel when i play the corn crenshaw course is that you don't the 20th time you go around you're noticing things that that you've never noticed before and that completely changed the golf hole and all those things i mean it's just it's i'm rambling obviously but it's just it's so 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 good but it it, it to me it was kind of the way a lot of the holes were just set you just look at it. You haven't played it yet, but you're like, oh, this is a cool hole. Like, yeah, just look at this. And there's nothing yeah. that unique about it. If I describe like the seventh hole that goes up the hill, like, it's not that crazy of a hole, but man, just the way it sits between those trees and you turn to the drivable eighth hole with, you know, it kind of banks to the left and like that, just the way those holes sit is just oh. how I, how I picture like a beautiful golf hole that I want to play in my mind. Like at certain points, I felt like I was in Colorado. At certain points, I felt like I was in New Jersey, New Jersey, or Texas, Sandbell, or, down in yeah, Australia. Like yeah, it was, totally. There's so much variety. I was going to say, yeah, I felt like, gosh, you could be in North Carolina for stretches. Yeah, yeah, uh, you could be in Northern Michigan in stretches. So a couple things for me. I, I think, one, it was the most uh, penal for me. Uh, I, I certainly tested the limits of the the width a little bit. Um, <laughs> you had a lot of fried egg lies. Some fried eggs, and two, I think some of the places you can miss are like just 
tantalizing enough to try to hit a recovery shot that, man, I took like three or four swings and the ball didn't really move. And it's, <laughs> it's like, well, there goes that hole. Um, so it, it just was, I, I feel like we, we played it twice and, and I felt like, man, I, I didn't, I felt like I didn't really hit it that well, but maybe I was kind of hitting it the same as, as other parts, but, but I was getting punished more um, on the trails. I think it's different than the other three, and I think that it's great that it's different than yeah. the other three. It, it well works said. because it's different. Um, and it's not my favorite there, but I love that it is there. I think is the way yeah. I would kind of sum it up. And like I said earlier, I can totally see how somebody arrives at that. And there, there might be a day where I'm you know, sick of getting beat up by the wind and the hearing the ocean, like that you just want a casual. I remember the serenity of it, right? That morning that we played, it was... A bit cool, a bit foggy, and it was just you didn't really see a lot of other people out there. I think Bandon and Pacific get a lot more play than both McDonald and Trails do. I think it is a million percent essential that you play Trails if you're out there. Oh, it's, for sure. You can't skip it. Like, and I've heard people say, my dad, my dad played it several years ago, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you don't need to play Trails." And I so went and played it. I was like, "That was a bad take, Dad. That was not great." <laughs> <laughs> so they're struggling with the greens a little bit on it because it's got like the the pose crept in and all that. And I think playing it in the morning is probably better than playing it in the afternoon, mm-hmm. especially because it just gets a little hot up there too. Like you're not you're not next to the ocean and you don't get as much of a breeze up there. But but I think going out there when it's a little bit foggy first thing in the morning, like that was that was I think serene and tranquil. Like you were saying, Sally, it was it was like the the most uh, and and some of the some of the best views on property too. From yeah, it's kind of cool how when you're set holes. back, you can kind of see the see the actual scale of yeah. of you know, all the other courses. Yeah. And and they, you know, people had, before we had played it, we had heard some like mumblings about the condition of the greens. I thought they actually, pl- they played much better than some people had made it out to yeah. be there, but they it was bumpy in the afternoon. It was bumpy. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, extremely pure, but I mean, when you get, to, when you get down to it, it's like so much of the fun honestly comes from approaching these holes and coming into them. That that's what I take away from it way more than, you know, all the three putts we had. But, um, we talk about the 14th hole. It's time to, time to address it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out the flag challenge flag. I think 14 stinks. I know it's a controversial hole. I was prepared to come into it and be like, no, everyone just you know like they're just just mad because they got ejected on it. It's probably totally fair. I thought 14 was uh, like, I really what we call kind of came in trying to like it. Yeah, I was like all right, it's controversial, it's polarizing, like all that, and like I just I had a really good round going there the first time and like didn't really hit a bad shot and made a bogey which fine like there's there needs to be like a, a short par four should be difficult right it should be a hard birdie easy easy par i think but there's just no option if you're not going at the green there's zero option yeah to lay it back to a certain number like there needs to be more of a shelf on the left at some sort of yardage and you should have to hit a great shot to get it up there but that should at least be an option I agree. I was I was coming in trying to really, really, really like it, um, just for contrarian purposes, probably. And then Solly and Randy both made birdies, so I'm like, guys, see, this is not that hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I really not that hard. Well, of a shot, what was guys. the big deal? Uh, I made like a triple, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. It's it, just it, it sends every 15 handicap to play from the same spot, short right of it, and you, it's a shot that, like, a, I, I don't I don't have that shot, and like, yeah. I, you expect I hit like a one middle of the best handicap shots. I hit it the whole trip. Yeah. And landed like, it in the exact spot I wanted to, and you guys were up on the green, and you're like, "Yeah, that, that didn't even come close." It wasn't close <laughs> to stopping. Yeah, it's a tabletop green. I think they're, you know, they. I think Squid said that they had, you know, lowered their mess with the green three different times, and it's still. I think that, it, I don't know. You got to introduce some option off the tee, like you said, Tron. You got to give somebody. If there's a benefit towards like playing up the left side and having a 60 yard pitch yeah. into it, to with a, a little peak, yeah, give somebody a place to land it. And even like if you miss the green left, I, I, if you can flatten out the green a little bit so the left side stays even, like around even with the green surface, then you're not doing the ping pong back and forth of pitching over the green to the right and then coming back to the left. Like it's just there's no way to come into it once you tee off. And I think it's it's kind of a cool chance to teach, uh, like to golf course architecture and kind of the risk reward type stuff can be kind of hard to grasp probably for a lot of kind of middle to high handicappers. Uh, and I think that it could be like a cool example to just kind of open people's eyes where it's like, Oh shoot. You know, I, I could have taken this, th- you know, if you, if you level off that shelf and then you have a better angle at the green and, and all that stuff too, where like you can actually hit a shot that stops and runs up. Um, but it's just a good chance to kind of let people realize their mistake rather than just, 
keep looking in mm-hmm. front of them and keep hitting it over the green and over the green like and over you, the green. If you haven't played there, it's like if you took the the 10th green at Riviera hmm. and yeah. then you had to play straight uphill at it from like 70 yards out without with what probably like a 50, 50 narrow, feet uphill yeah like 40 from feet the uphill. most narrow angle yeah too yeah. you know but the the, the scene from the tee box is that's pretty what sweet. i was gonna say yeah, before you hit your shot yeah. it's awesome <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say walk them you know walk walk the listeners through even getting to the 14th tee right that's so you come off 13 13's all world yeah 13 yeah. And you kind of walk up a little footpath, leaving the 13th green. And there's this uh, vehicle kind of modified with some seats in the back, this very pleasant guy waiting to to drive you from essentially the back of the 13th green up this hill uh, to the top of the hill where 14T stands. So so you take your ride up. And then what was cool, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the T is kind of towards your left. Well, if you go back right and, and you know, it's, what, maybe 20 steps you're taken to a part of the property which squid our caddy told us was mike kaiser's kind of first introduction to bandon um and it was kind and of an aha moment like the, the owners the scale of the property yeah the owners kind of took him that's the first place they they wanted to take him and, and so kind of getting to the top of that hill he, he kind of got the full view of what banding could be um so so i think there's some cool little uh you know, aspects of the 14th. From my perspective, it's like, in a metaphor for, for life, it's like, you know, stuff's not always going to be perfect into plan. Like, you, you just got to, you know, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. You, you got to hit some shots and, and see what happens. Uh, but, I, but I can see where that'd be very frustrating, especially yeah. if you have a round going. <laughs> I think I'm stuck kind of halfway between that and, and you guys. I, I like... I don't think it's good, but I also kind of don't care. Yeah. I think it's kind of where it's kind of where I'm at. I think yeah. it's I think it's, it's cool that we're talking about it's it. It's kind of fun that it's right. not good. Yeah. Actually, yeah, exactly. What do you think Especially of the 15th? Everything else is so good. DJ, what do you think of the 15th? I thought the approach shot on the 15th was <laughs> maybe the best shot on the property. It just really fit my eye. As soon as we cut our periscope, DJ made a deuce from 130 yards on the 15th hole. 138. That, that drive, like kind of <laughs> over that hill and. Over those bunkers. That's the thing about 14, that 11, 12, 13 is such an awesome stretch. 11 might be my favorite hole in the whole golf course. It's kind of, it's an inverse of 11 at Augusta, right? The Mm -hmm. pond is kind of to the right instead of to the left. The way that green sits underneath those trees and that whole setting and then like a long par three next. That's so cool. It almost looks like a par four, like kind of the way the whole fairway rolls. 13 is great. And then 14 is just kind of, but. 12, that that really long par three is a, a perfect example of kind of what I was saying about just hanging yourself, I think, where you have the entire universe to go right. You can hit you can yeah. wipe one out there right and you'll have a nice easy chip shot onto the green. You got a back slope make it a with. comfy four at worst. You can yeah. in like seventy degrees you, right. You totally you could if you wanted to. And you know, of the the ten balls that we hit there, there were probably five of them were dead left in those bunkers left. Yeah. Just like the one spot you can't hit it. I, I it's was, because everybody's like trying to hit it at the pin. I was more than dead one time. It's like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? Um, but I think, yeah, one of the one of our main criticisms of, of abandoned trails is, again, kind of consistent with the other courses. The first and 18th holes are p- completely different parts of the property, not within the trees, kind of just within this, kind of the same part of the property is, as Bannon Preserve is on some of the two of the weaker holes out there. I think yeah, I think they're just connectors. I mean, I think yeah, when, you, really need, much when you need it. to have a, a clubhouse that you can share with you know, the preserve and trails and you need to be somewhat close to the lodging. You need to be somewhat close to the other, you know, just shorten up shuttle rides and all that stuff. I mean, I thought one at Pacific and trails is, I think I liked it more than most just cause you can kind of do whatever you want. You yeah. can hit driver, you can hit three iron, you can do whatever you're most comfortable with. And it's kind of a handshake part four. Um, I thought the 17th hole was like the part threes at trails are crazy good. The, I think the whole, like the, the whole fifth hole, the whole thing at trails was just that like i was thinking about it, i don't you know if you're kind of doing the ranking a whole one to ten sort of thing ten being you know the big bold dramatic crazy like the holes that get you know put into paintings i don't know that it has any tens but it's just all eights. sevens eights <laughs> nines like it just does it's like relentlessly good it just might it doesn't necessarily photograph nearly as well as the other courses totally. to, 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 to a lot of people that matters and I can understand. Yeah, that, and I honestly. get why. I totally get why it does. But man, it, but like it, number three is a perfect example. I think the par five, mm-hmm. which is if you're looking out at it, there's like flat. not. It's dead flat par five, medium length par five. 
Um, and, you know, there's nothing really if you're standing on the tee like even like there's nothing crazy about it but you get done playing it and you're like holy shit that was a good hole because you're just constantly like mm-hmm. there are uh, you know probably five centerline bunkers down the middle that just make you constantly think on every single shot and it's just like i think i was most exhausted when we got done playing trails like it's mentally exhausted yeah, it's a up and not, down not even like the walk i just yeah. mean like from thinking about not, where i'm trying nine to hit shots was the same way as, as three too like nine yeah. is just a handsome hole beautiful yeah. hole i want to add one more point and twitter user uh i don't know what his handle is but tbc jeb said and <laughs> I, I thought it was handles tbc jeb oh mr rammel uh mr rammel he said trails is is the girl you marry and i thought that just encapsulated it perfectly and i was thinking kind of going on that it's like and we can get to old mac next obviously but i think bandon's kind of your first high school sweetheart and pack dunes is like the really leggy knockout Hot blonde. And heavy yeah and and trails is the girl you marry so you know when so you get to old Mac, with old Mac. Is old Mac your second wife? Well, I think old Mac's <laughs> old like Mac's kind like of a lit, little like, like a lit student. Yeah, yeah. It's a little. It's a little. You know, if whatever that be for you, you know, maybe grunge or or little punk or you know, it's just kind of a departure maybe from from your normal phase type. Yeah. So, if, like, can we talk about? That's are we going to talk about clubhouses <laughs> now? We're going to talk about. We can. We can right, do so we trail, the, 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 oh. the scene over at trails. Is like like I want to move in. Yeah, I was kind of bummed we actually just, had to go play golf after um, lunch. I mean, the mind like, just out. like feng shui. I, think, I, I think, you... yeah, the feng shui. It was, it's got like you feel like you're in like this Japanese Zen garden almost. Yeah, tell um, the people about the spicy Caesar. Oh, so DJ and I had a salad alliance going all week where we we would split a salad as an appetizer before every meal, and you know the the, the salads were really good everywhere but man we got to the trails and and they had this like spicy caesar and i don't know what the the dressing it just had the perfect (laughs) amount of kick it just it it worked they 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 had their gobsmacked yeah they had their salad game dialed in pot stickers noodle bowls noodle bowl it's like mushroom noodle bowls my one complaint is i think they could use some some bonsai uh trees in and around that that clubhouse i think that would I mean, I mean, like really the landscaping out there was insane, like just around like, and I'm not one for just to, to drown on and on and on about, you know, oh, like the, you know, the scene at the clubhouse was awesome, but just, I've never seen a, an atmosphere and aesthetic fit a course better than that clubhouse. Yeah. And like, just, it's like a minimalist lodge over there. It, it was, it was yeah. otherworldly. All right. Listen up. This'll only take a second. Just kidding. It'll take about 60 seconds. Neil here, a.k.a. the Merch Czar, to talk about the rogue irons I picked up from Callaway last month. And oh my lanta, am I compressing the golf ball. I asked for a set of clubs that were forgiving for someone who only gets out once every couple weeks, has a huge right miss, and can't be Ranger Rick out there on the pro-am circuit like Solly. They recommended the new rogues paired with some extra stiff 130-gram shafts to slow down my tempo and keep things a little more consistent. The results speak for themselves. And let me be clear. I took all the money off the NLU boys up at Bandon. I'm getting an extra 10 to 12 yards on each club. And yes, airmail and greens was certainly an issue early in the trip. But I made some in-game adjustments. And you know what? My team and I are pleased with the results. Nippers, scooters, stingers. I'm not hitting any of those shots. But there's no doubt the rogue irons have been a game changer for a mid-handicapper like myself by keeping my high, lazy, and if I may, majestic fade much more consistent. If you're looking for a set of irons that are forgiving and just plain feel good when you hit them, check out CallawayGolf.com to build your custom set today. Make sure you tell them I sent you. And you know what? They'll probably just ask, who's that Schwaldo? All right, old McDonald. Let's time. Let's do it. How to farm. Randy's getting excited over here. Oh. Uh, all right. So for those not familiar with Old McDonald, it is a Jim Urbina and Tom Doak collaboration. I think it's safe to call it that. Uh, it is an ode to CB McDonald and is a kind of a modern twist on template golf holes. Mike Kaiser's favorite golf course in the United States is National Golf Links of America. So they took, I think, 15 different template holes and kind of sprayed that across this unique land that is 
Bandon Dunes. It's it is like wider than wide. It is one of the widest golf courses I think I've ever seen. Enormous greens, and they have fescue greens there, which are different than all the other all the other greens there. Um, Randy, this one resonated with you in particular. Can you give us a rundown of what you thought of Old MacDonald? Yeah, um, I, I loved it. I think spiritually, I, I was at home. It, it felt like I was my spirit was born at a place like that. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I think early on in the round, Sally, I was walking with you, and I was like, is this kind of what it's like to play at a lot of the courses in Scotland? And you're like, yeah, man, like, this is it. I'm like, you know, it might be as good as it gets for me. Kind of first time playing really template holes f- for me as well, uh, which I enjoyed. I, I didn't really quite know how I was going to feel about them, but, you know, two thumbs up for me. It, it was fun. I, I think... Can you give a rundown of what template holes are, by the way? Break us down. Okay. Well, I, just, I yeah. feel like we talk about them all the time, and like it's not like I've you know have known this for twenty five years and been talking about it. But I didn't know it when I was there. Basically, five years just ago. you know, CB McDonald and Seth Rayner used a lot of the holes they had seen around the world, and the, the idea of it is supposed to be, I think, that you know you can you can take these golf holes from around the world and place them anywhere, and it doesn't really matter what kind of land you have. It doesn't really matter. You know, you basically can't screw them up. It's the and, principles and the philosophies behind them. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where you'll hear us talk a lot about Redans and Beerits and Cape Holes and Eden Holes and all those different things. And they're basically just holes plucked from all around the world and, and with a couple defining characteristics that you can kind of drop in anywhere. And it's fun to play them. And I, I'm the same way you were, didn't know anything about them until like within the last two years. But it's fun to play them in different locations and see the different twists compare, on them yeah, and, for sure. and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, um, so yeah, I I thought and to me I thought they kind of and maybe this was the intent, but it strayed kind of far from the templates. They, they were kind, it was kind of loose. It was not nearly as like stringent as you know a a Seth Rayner golf course is, which again I think was kind of the intent. It wasn't meant to be a perfect mimic, but like I thought I don't know. I thought the Redan at this course was kind of weak actually, and compared to like Pacific Dunes, like that was not meant to be a template. I think we had a bad course. pin for it too. It yeah, kind it of could like be middle. I mean, I hit to like 10 feet. It's no big deal. But <laughs> So quick anecdote that I, I was just going to get to uh, breakfast before we played Old Mac. A couple of guys sitting near us had asked it, had, if we had played Old Mac yet. And I said, no, we're getting ready to. And they said, uh, you know, guy A goes, oh, wow, let, let me tell you. It, you know, I, I hit it 10 times better than my buddy here, and, and, and he beat me. Those, those greens are just ridiculous. You know, <laughs> clearly, I, I think, was frustrated by um, – the the way the the greens and in the course kind of brought you know his buddy in, into play and you know I, I gave him some outward sympathy but in my mind <laughs> I, that kind of validated like man I can't wait to play this because again as kind of an apathetic ball striker I, I can get loose at times but but you don't you have not kind of no fear of of losing a ball or, or really being penalized. That way, you know, you, you can get out of position, certainly. Um, so it was just a really relaxing uh, round from that perspective. You know, you, I, I got my ass kicked. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you always knew you were going to find your ball. You tried to put it in a decent spot, and then you tried to, you know, make a shot around the green um, and, and get a good score. But I thought that the, the other thing, and open it to you guys, the, the thing I really, really enjoyed about Old Mac was the scale of the property. Um, it, it just it, it just feels big and open and um, it, it's it's very you know just visually there, there's a lot to take in that way and the, the second thing that I think is a little underrated there is you always hear the ocean and they only give you a couple glimpses of it and, and I thought you know it just kind of works in its own way and that you know holes one through six man you, you hear the ocean and you get over the Sahara hole and and it gets a little louder and, and finally it culminates uh, getting up to the green on seven and bam there it is like the whole wide view of the Pacific Ocean um, I, I just thought it was really cool how the, the ocean's always with you, even though you can't see it. It's like playing golf in a big conch shell. Where, yeah. Like, yeah. Because the, the, the morning we played it, the waves were really, really, like, really big, really organized sets, like, coming in. And so they're loud. And, and it's just, it's like. And they kind of echo in certain din. parts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was cool. I mean, I thought it had the best, the best opening and closing holes on the property. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like some of the pin positions we had that day were 
like squid our caddy was like it's like i've never seen it like, there he's like yeah. i haven't seen this here in like five years yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure who set these pins this morning. Yeah. um but yeah i mean like that that area of the property um you know over like seven eight and like 15 16 where you get over to kind of mm-hmm. the snack shack and stuff like set into the dunes that's just a really isolated cool unique like part of the property I really like um, just kind of thinking about your boys at breakfast uh, and and how they kind of got nuked by some of the greens, which a I think is sweet. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I mean, I do too. B, I think that if you're being really honest with yourself, I mean, I'm just looking at like kind of replaying my round in my head, and I think that like you catch. Uh, it's all about just catching the right side of the slope, and sometimes you get it, and sometimes you don't. And so those times where they got ejected by the wrong side of the slope, they probably got you know, helped an equal number of times by the other side of the slope. And there were, there were so many shots where I was like, man, like that wasn't, that wasn't a great swing there. And I just happened to catch the slope the right way and it rolled close to the hole. And there were, you know, the same number of times where I'm, I'm, you know, the opposite happens. And so I think that's, I think that's kind of cool in itself. I think just, you know, obviously you want to have good shots rewarded, but I think that just this small element of luck is, is kind of what golf is about too. It's an exceptionally strategic course yeah for sure and i think like you also you know as far as i think people get pissed because they'll go out and three putt a bunch and it's like i hit the green i should i shouldn't make worse than par (laughs) right it's like well yeah the greens are enormous right (laughs) and some of the undulation and and pin positions it's like you know it's it's not just about hitting a good lag putt with good pace it's like dude you better pick a good line and, and it better be you know you're just trying to get it maybe 10 feet by the hole is a good result. And I think you, you hear a lot of architects talk about that where they talk about, you know, how they want to protect how they want to protect a golf hole, you know, or protect score. And something like that where you hear you hear the guys bitching about three putts. It's like, well, you know, would you rather I, I protected the front of the green with a pond or like <laughs> yeah. right. long native grass where you lose your balls, ball right. or yeah. you know, whatever. And when you look, think about it like that, all of a sudden you're like, oh well, yeah, okay. I guess three putt, you know. Mm-hmm. What even is a three putt, man? <laughs> I thought I thought the Alps hole was, was awesome. Yeah. That was one of yeah. the cooler Alps holes I've ever played. It was fun to, I, I guess, when we kind of did our composite ranking of the composite. <laughs> composite. Composite. Uh, we six old Mac holes, and we'll get to that. Well, six old Mac holes, one as like the best first hole, best fifth hole, best seven, whatever. Uh, looking back at it, there are a ton of really fun golf holes that I loved. And I don't, I don't really know what my take is here other than it just didn't feel like it flowed right. Like certain stretches were a bit forgettable, I thought. Mm-hmm. But you look back at like, man, the third hole is awesome. You're yeah, right. 16 is awesome. Yeah. Oh, remember seven? Oh, yeah, dude, that the was sick. tree. Like, there's yeah. this old dead tree that just kind of stands like guard over the whole property. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think the other thing out there, too, is I, I think the highs are really high. There's, there is some kind of some slack in the round. Um, but going back to your point about aesthetics earlier, like I, you know, I like the clean lines of kind of a Seth Rain or CB McDonald. And I think it would have been really cool if, if they would have done something a little bit more angular and a little bit more kind of organized Squared clean lines and, yeah. in, in the context of this massive, vast, you know, expansive space. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a cool juxtaposition, but I think I don't know if this is. I think this part of the property. I don't know if it, I don't want to call it the worst part of the entire property, but maybe like the most, the least visually appealing. Right. The other two courses yeah. are looking at the ocean. Trails is winding through the, this beautiful forest. This is kind of just an open field, right? It almost sits mm-hmm. below the dunes that kind of protect the ocean. So it's probably the least interesting setting, I think. But they, it's kind of the goal, I think, is this. It's this big, vast field, and we're going to weave our way through it and make some interesting yeah. golf. Well, I think, and we kind of made this point um, about trails too. But I, I think it's just cool. I, th- I think those two courses, trails and and Old Mac, kind of also just work to build up how special the other two courses are too, you yeah. know? And I think that's something that like when you go to like stream song and it's gotten a little different now that the black horse is there and stuff, that's, that's obviously has a different feel to it, but by and large, it feels like you're kind of playing, you know, you could kind of put any of the golf holes on either, either course and they feel very, very, very similar. Whereas when you go here, it, it's cool to have different pockets that feel totally unique. Mm. Um, so I really like that too. Cool. I think the fescue greens was an interesting element yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. To, you know, the yeah. ball really rolls differently, especially the first mm-hmm. two or three feet. You kind of have to get it skidding a little bit more than than maybe rolling at first. Um, so that was kind of a, an interesting wrinkle. I thought we 
we, we thought we were going to have a ton of three putts. We had a snake competition going the whole week, too, and we thought we were going to have a ton of three putts out there. We really didn't. I think it was some of that was just due to squid, you know, kind of t- helping us think our way around the property a little bit. I think we're mm-hmm. just really good, too. I think that's probably <laughs> what it is. Uh, but I, I think we can all agree there's not there's definitely not a course at this property that's skippable. Like, you have to yeah. – if you go there, you have to play all four courses. For sure. Um all right, so that's the, it's each course individually. Uh, Tron, I want I want you to walk us kind of through your experience. You took a caddy for at, starting on Monday for our last six rounds. You took a, you took our boy Squid, um, Randy. You sampled him on the last day. Neil took him, p- picked him up for a couple days. Uh, t- take me through kind of. Do you usually take caddies? What the experience was like with Squid, and was is it something you recommend to people going to Bandon? I would, I would say. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of split. Like, so, it's some places I take caddy. It's some places where, where I've been before, or you know, I just don't feel like it's that strenuous of a property. Like, I'll, I'll do a push cart or, or I carry my own bag. But here, I just felt like I was going to get maximum enjoyment out of, out of the courses. Um, like, I don't think I could have played Old Mac and had much appreciation for it without a caddy. Like, it was just so vast and expansive, and I think knowing which lines to take, like, he was invaluable. But um, I think at the end of the day, too, it was just was kind of adding another guy to our round, like like Squid. So he's from, from um, like, northern Washington, drives down, spends about two weeks on property, and then, and then drives back up home for a week. So he kind of does that. And, I mean, he's he was probably, I think, without a doubt he's the best caddy I've ever had um you know and, and just from the element of he was just a good hang too you know yeah but I, I think you know he, he wasn't like I I was able to play band in the first day final without a caddy but I think just he he added to the experience I mean, I mean DJ what was your take about me like I, like oh, well what was the deal you played band in the first day yeah. Uh, like just kind of an idiot. Yeah. And then you had a caddy come in and you, you like just lit the world on fire. I think you, what did you shoot like 74 at trails yeah. that afternoon? And I was like, you know, maybe Tron's, uh, just like a really, really, really good player. He's just a moron <laughs> and he just can't trust his own. Like he, he totally, he totally got he me just out of can't my trust head. his own judgment. He and needs someone to tell him what the to do. Two times I really overruled set. him, like one on seven at, at Pacific dunes and, you know, he was like, "You need to lay up here." I was like, "I was like, I think I got this, man. Like, I know I shouldn't, but like, I think I got. It. I made double or triple." Um, and then there was one other instance. There was a. I remember on the tee at the uh, is the maiden hole. I think like yeah. fifteen or I something. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen at Old Mac. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, just blow one. You know, just way right. Just blowing way right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> and you did it like this daft bunker and just ended up whiffing a couple times. <laughs> But um, I think like I don't know I don't usually take caddies unless it's like provided for or expected and I think it's mostly because it you can kind of get the feeling of obligation towards you need to need to converse with somebody need to entertain you know what I mean and kind of like it, it can be distracting a bit from your round you don't want it to be, it to be right but it, I thought Squid was like the perfect guy and that's probably and looking back to five years ago when we had a caddy named Bevan like he added to the experience he was there in the right capacity and wasn't there was not like a huge ego you were dealing with right he was like there to make sure you had a really good time just like the rest of the staff on the property so you know we've had we've had some like caddy experiences at, at other courses that they won't necessarily name where it's kind of like you know, people are inserting themselves in a situation that they probably shouldn't be and whatnot. I don't think you ever, like, we never once got that vibe. No, like, I wanted to go, I wanted him to come play with us. Yeah. Like, we, we played we played the preserve with him afterwards. Yeah. Like, we wanted him to hit shots. We wanted, he needs a stick, too. But, I mean, he was money with reading putts. Like, he helped everybody read putts and kind of, you know, bounce some yeah. things off of him. And, um, and just his preparedness, too. Like, he, he didn't, <laughs> you could tell he'd been around that place so many times. Because he he just he knew right away you know oh you know you, you want to hit it here you know this putt's going to do this it, he he was just a and he was helpful to somewhat tongue in cheek he was a pro's pro I mean yeah he, he was super prepared so I really only had the the intention of having a caddy for like three rounds that was kind of my budget and and then I I kind of did a snap cost benefit analysis about you know right after my first round with with uh, Squid who's who's whose last name is Calamaro, by the way. So they call him Squid. Um, and I just, like, there was no way I could go back. Like, between, you know, just, like, I was getting to the tee early. I was getting to the ball early. I was just, it was like, I could soak, 
I would I could soak it all in and I was so overwhelmed by the sensory experience and overload that like it just gave me more time and kind of peace of mind to actually, you know, really internalize it all. So and that's and essentially how it works is you know you ha- you have a caddy from when you start and they are your caddy until you tell them they are no longer your caddy. So right? you can switch it up, right? You know, every day if you wanted to, if you really if you didn't like your guy or you know we we got recommendations from people. Um, like I know Bryson DeChambeau's current caddy used to work out there, and a bunch of guys that we know have have had him, and you know they're like that guy was awesome, wish he was still there. But um, but yeah, I would unequivocally like I, I had no. I, I, through one or two holes, I was like, "Yeah, this is my guy." The rest of the week, like, there's no, there's no going back. There's no, there's no reason to make a change. Yeah. All right, it's time. It's Judgment Day. Um, <laughs> you are each given ten rounds to play on this resort. How do you divide your ten rounds amongst the four courses? We're going to exclude preserve from this. Uh, how would you divide your ten rounds at the among the four courses at Bandon Dunes? I'll start. Um, three old Mac, three pack. Three Bandon, one Trails. And what what is your ration? You you said you were kind of getting punished a bit off the tee at Trails a little bit. That that was your kind of reasoning. Yeah. For you personally. But but for me personally, I, I think Trails, like DJ said, it's it's probably the best course there. <laughs> but like if I go to the coast of Oregon, I I want to play holes by the ocean. I think. Um, so that was. That was my reasoning for Pacific Dunes and Bandon Dunes specifically. I, I just had so much fun at Old Mac. Um, it's the only course we didn't get to play twice, so I would definitely take a few more looks at that. Um, Trails is a great course. Yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm going to the others more often. Listen, no offense to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's um, we're not here to judge. We're not here to criticize anybody's. You can yeah. anybody can do whatever they would want with their ten rounds. So Tron, you're up next. Uh, oh man, I've been going back and forth on this, and I think I'm finally. So I go four Pacific, three Trails, two Bandon, one Old Mac. <sighs> wow. Okay. Um, I think Pacific's just, you know, it's it's the highest highs it's it's uh it's got i think two of probably the four best three hole stretches on property um it's got a little bit of variety there's a couple couple negative points to it but i think on the whole it's just the most spectacular and the most memorable um trails was like you guys said trails was the best golf course but i also thought it was it was such a cool relaxing fulfilling experience as well um Especially in the fog and all that, uh, Bandon. I think too. I, I I would start. I would start my trip playing Bandon every time as well. I think probably start my trip playing Bandon and then probably play it like the morning of the last day or something like that. Um, and then one Old Mac. I just I liked Old Mac. I think the other ones are just that good. Um, and I just I didn't think Old Mac had quite the same character to it. I'd be very, very equitable with mine. I mean, I I really, really loved all four of them, but I would say three Pacific, three Trails, and then two apiece on the other two. Just, okay. just that was how those, I had it when we. Those were are the left. slight edge. I think Pacific and Trails get the slight edge, but I just they're all four so good. I've changed my mind since we started the pod, and just <laughs> um, I'm going three Bandon, three Trails, two Pacific, two Old Mac. Yeah. I had three Pacific in there, but I, part of me, I don't want to say like I've, I don't I definitely, definitely don't want to say I've figured out Pacific, but I feel like I understand it. And I feel like Bandon, for me, in my game, it's a better exercise of my mind and kind of a, from, and Trails is kind of more in the same way. It works my mind a lot more and is more, more of a journey. I don't know if that makes any sense, but Pacific, I kind of feel like, and maybe, maybe Pacific would be a little different from the tips and weekend we were playing the one ups, but kind of felt like, I know how to play those golf holes relatively well, but Bandon, man, that, that got me twice. Like it was my two highest scores of the trip were at Bandon and I don't know why. And that's just kind of got me perplexed to be like, all right, I want to go and figure that course out. What are the, uh, the four, how would you rank the four? I actually would rank the, the courses Bandon Pacific trails, old Mac Tron. Like just not experience, just golf course. Yeah. So whatever that means to you. 
Well, I, th- I, well, I mean, going back, I think experience, like I think experience-wise, it's, it's specific. But I think if we're just talking about the architecture and the design of the golf course, I would say trails. Trails. I would say Pacific and Bannon are probably tied, um, <laughs> and then Old Mac slightly below. Okay, Randy. I, I would go uh, Bandon, Dunes, Pacific Dunes. God, this is gonna be weird. Yeah. Trails and Old Mac, but like Old Mac's my almost. My it doesn't favorite. have to be. It doesn't. It's, That's I'm, I'm ranking them like by my experience, I guess, yeah. and, or you know whatever, whatever people usually rank yeah. it by, which I, I guess is usually experience. And so I'd say Pacific Trails, Old Mac, Bandon. Yeah, I, I think what's so cool maybe is the idea of going back and like like Solly and, and DJ and coming away after the next time if we're so fortunate. With like a totally different ordering, yeah. You know, like, well, that's so that's, that's one thing that always kind of sticks with me about playing these golf courses is it always seems like there's like a bit of a built-in conundrum or like contradiction to them, which is that like the first time you play them is probably almost your least favorite time around them, or they're they're set up, you know, the the strategic elements of them and stuff are set up such that you know you don't really figure them out, quote unquote, until maybe even like the fourth or fifth time that you play them. And the, the trick with that or the, the weird part about that is that like getting out to Bandon is a big, expensive undertaking that for a lot of people is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And so it's, it's kind of this weird uh, – I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But it's, it's kind of just a, weird, uh, just a weird conundrum, I guess. Like, and I think some of it too is – But it definitely makes me want to keep seasons. going back. It's like, like I'd love to go play Old Mac – Late in the afternoon, in yeah. like a September, August or September day, with you know, kind of a warm light in the air and stuff, like and kind of burned out. Like I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I think you could you could play the ground game so much around there. Whereas like, like I think it'd be really really cool to play trails in late October, you know, and and in some kind of fall light and windy and brisk. Yeah, you know, I think so. I think season wise and just time of day and you know, playing playing a course in the morning or the afternoon is, is there's massive distinctions there, and you're going to get a totally different experience. Yeah. All right, let's do our favorite holes. How do we want to do it? By course or just your favorite hole of of on the entire property? You're you're driving, bud. Maybe by course first, and okay, then everybody has to pick. Bandon Dunes favorite the favorite hole of the winner. Uh, for me, is number twelve, the the par three first hole on property. I, I think we described it pretty well yeah. earlier, so I won't go into too much detail. Yeah. Mine's number four, the hole that opens up to the ocean, the Dog smack like in the right. face. Yeah, yeah. it's that, that it one's cool. Infinity Green. I think yeah. that can't be overstated. Take like a like, hairpin turn that goes right at the ocean. Too. It's, it's kind of the cool. same shot into the green as twelve is. They are very yeah. similar, and yeah. But this has the tee shot element to it. It's right. that's that's the one that hits me the most. I think I'm not gonna. I mean, sixteen. I think for me, yeah. like the it's the big postcard hole. It's kind of the signature hole if there is one, but it's just I've. We kind of alluded to it earlier, but like I just don't know that I've seen a hole like it. I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. Five for me, long, punishing par four. The hazard kind of cuts in all down the left, and then you've got this <laughs> bunker up. It's this really long, skinny green, and you got this bunker uh, that runs all the way along the right of it. A couple that, of bunkers up there. That I mean, it's probably a seventy-yard long bunker, and uh, that's mm-hmm. just—it's a stout golf hole, and. It's on a cool piece of the property. It's kind of a horseshoe green, it feels yeah. like, with you know some dunes and um, choose your route off the tee. Yeah. Like yeah. a couple of center line, like puffs of grass. They're not even bunkers, but puffs of grass in the middle. So you got to choose left or right. I, I, five is is up there for me as well. All right, Pacific Dunes, favorite hole. I think I think thirteen of Pacific is, is my favorite hole in that course. Part four, the water along the left. Um, I'm going. I'm going right behind it. Number four, the the par four, long par four, with the water down the right. Um, it is such a. It's like a litmus test of a tee shot. It's like, all right, you want to bail left? There's bunkers here waiting for you, and your angle is going to suck. You play closer to the to the cliff along the right. It doesn't feel right to call it a hazard. You play close to the <laughs> cliff on the right. You have an angle into the green. That's like, it's a really hard hole. That's that's the that's my favorite hole out there. How much did you love it the first time you played it? Not that much. <laughs> I, that green was not holding anything. The green didn't hold like a nine iron, which I was a little bit a little perturbed at. But I think Doak would probably be sitting on that hill, smiling at me, being kind of fuming about that shot. But uh, I think for me, it's eleven. 
the uh, the part three. Uh, I'm I'm very biased towards the ocean holes, I guess. But that's fair. Um, that's why you're out there. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're coming off number ten, which is maybe like my second favorite hole, and you, which is just this big downhill part three that you just feel like you could launch into the ocean from up on top of that dune. And then eleven plays kind of right next to the ocean. And the the thing I think I loved about it was both times. Uh, well, I guess last time we were there more so with with really heavy wind. You you're it's playing straight into the wind. And it's 130 yards or something. And I think last time I was there, I hit three iron. Uh, this time I hit pitching wedge. You know, it's just like, but the green's wild too. Like there's a couple spots where if you miss, you're just completely just boned. And there's a couple spots where you can kind of find like an accidental sliver of green. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think that whole green complex is really Back to back part threes. In and, and it's just a cool look dope. too. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. all completely like rugged and blow out in front of the green. Yeah. And it kind of looks so like it shouldn't be there. Well, so that's what I think I kind of, I don't know. That That's almost what I liked more about Pacific than Bandon. I think I was having a hard time putting my finger on it earlier, which is like those little areas. I think about a whole like number six at Bandon. Is that the par three? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of a, like the ocean's gorgeous, but it's just kind of this kind of a blah it's part three and it's really pretty cause you're looking at the ocean, but like that's what I think Doke did so well. And it's really superficial almost, but he just does such a good job of kind of like landscaping that stuff to just look totally wild. Mm-hmm. And trails does a great job of that too. Um, Plus like that, just that little stretch out there, you feel like you're like, I felt like I was like washing up on the beach in inception. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randy. I think my favorite was four. Um, I think 10 and 11 is kind of the coolest aspect of Pacific, just back-to-back part threes. And I, I think the most maybe overlooked, underrated, low-key favorite hole was six, the the short part four with the mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. slender green build yeah. up on, on the hillside. I thought that was a cool hole. You would like the slender green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think four is probably all in all my favorite. All right, Bandon Trails. I'm going with number 11. Down, like the tee shot, the, the whole fairway slopes down to the right and then goes sits down to this green I've referenced earlier with a pond to the right. This kind of super long green that just set back right up against the edge of the forest. I think that, that hole is... It's was, so cool how that green keeps going yeah. all the way up oh, all the way up to the edge. There. I'm still thinking about that hole. Like If, if, I, if you say Bannon Trails, mm-hmm. I think about that golf hole. You could convince me that seven holes at Bannon Trails mm-hmm. are my favorite I could, holes. I think so too. Um, but just like top of my head, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's a tie for me but to borrow Tron's a tie cop out from earlier. I think it's a tie between three and nine, the two par fives that were just strategic as fuck. And, uh, I just, I really loved how both of those holes played. Yeah. I mean, I thought five was like five reminded me of number five at Royal Melbourne West. Yeah. Like clanked one off the stick and like almost went in the bunker. <laughs> Not a particularly good shot. Um, but I think f- like four at trails is such a strategic, cool part four, but I think thir- 13 is probably my favorite hole on trails. Like it's just a cool part of the property and, um, it's a really fair par four, mm-hmm. but like if you miss short or right uh, on the approach shot, like it's the daffiest bunker. <laughs> Randall? Um, I'm going to go with the par three, uh, number five. Okay. Um, kind of a, a, a very short par three, um, Undulating green, not quite beeritzy, but a little beeritzy adjacent. The yeah. symptoms of a beeritz. <laughs> yeah, showing um, early signs of beeritz. <laughs> right, um, and then it's more of a beeschnitz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, number five. Okay. Plus, it it, it it could play drastically different depending upon where the pin is each day. Yeah. Old Mac, Alps, 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 Alps. I'm yeah, going sixteen. I know. I was thinking that one. I think that the. I mean, I think it's probably the the most popular answer for people that play there, but number three, the yeah. Sahara hole with the ghost tree and three, yeah. the blind tee shot that you kind of can whip one around. Uh, and mm-hmm. that, it's just, that was so cool. I, I thought it was really cool to have a punch bowl 18th. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. That was the best finishing hole for yeah, sure. Definitely. So yeah, let's do that now. Well, Hold up. My favorite was uh, number 14, the maiden hole. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Good. I, I think, you know, it's kind of a, a short four uh, all up the hill. <laughs> The, the green's kind of set in where you have a natural backstop you can use. Uh, and, and kind of once you do climb up there and reach that green, you turn around and you got the whole property, uh, the ocean back out behind you. Yeah. I thought that was a cool I spot. ejected so hard, I hit the canopy. <laughs> <laughs> a couple birdies for the kids there. Yeah. Randy threw in about, I'd say, 50 to 60 feet up on the hill. Up on the hill. <laughs> Came yeah. all the way down. Beautiful um, to, about, to about six feet. <laughs> 
gonna whip through this next part pretty quick. We'll put this up in the in the show notes on the on the website. But we did the composite ranking. We all kind of voted on our best first hole, best second hole, best third hole at each course. And here's how it went. Uh, the best first hole was Old Mac. Second was Trails. Third Old Mac. Four was Bandon. Five was Bandon. Six Pacific. Seven Old Mac. Eight Old Mac. Nine Trails. Ten Pacific. Eleven Trails. Twelve Bandon. Thirteen Pacific. 14 Old Mac, 15 Bandon, 16 Bandon, 17 Bandon, 18 Old Mac. Kind of surprising there's only three holes from Pacific that won. Like the, again, it's kind of not, it's not necessarily representative of the course. It's like, it's like, the, like choosing the best fourth hole was impossible. That was the hardest one. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm not sure what, what there really is to gather from that. All right, what's your guys' favorite? Did you have a favorite three hole stretch? <sighs> I, I know three. I, I know I, I have like eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean I I put this as my my quote unquote least favorite course, but fifteen, sixteen, seventeen at Bandon was like just disgusting. <laughs> like, Filthy. It was it was gross. Yeah, it was completely gross. How Randy? Good, how good those holes were. Um my favorite three hole stretch was five through seven at Old Mac. Um I, I think some of that was it starts with a um the short, so so a little par three that was um, a really funky pin location the day we played it. Cool green, and then six. Fun- Funky's being really, really diplomatic. And <laughs> it was on this little tiny, like it was ledge. about the size of this kitchen table. Yeah, we sitting and it was right something now. you'd see. It it was like a little ledge sitting off like half dome, and there's just a ball, <laughs> yeah. like really wide green, but. I mean, I I thought I was gonna like seven putt that green. Yeah, was, yeah, was terrifying. Um, so you that, probably hit the best shot of the, yeah, of all of us. Yeah. yeah, and I think we actually had easier putts though once we got up there, <laughs> being on the left yeah. side. Ours, um, ours only broke like seven feet. <laughs> Yours broke like twelve. So five, then six is is a long par five, which I, I think just when we were playing it early morning. Um, it was kind of, I, I posted a picture on Instagram. It was kind of ethereal. Just, you had a little bit of marine layer. Um, it, it was just, man, if anything kind of harkened to what I think of as like Scottish golf, it, it was kind of being right there on, on the sixth hole. It's kind and, of like an inverse of 14 at St. Andrews, right? Hell yeah. bunker there. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a blind second shot over there. Yeah. Then, Gorse up by the green. Um, and, and so then seven, seven, you know, the tee shot on sevens, whatever, but the, it's it's an uphill second uh, set to, you know, this green kind of between the dunes again, cool. and and again you climb up and man you've you've heard the ocean now for six holes you, you know it's there and, and you get to the top there and, and and you just get the full view. And then there's I, this snack shack that's like set yeah. in the back of the dunes it's like it's like a bomb shelter. Yeah. It's really I, cool. I think you know maybe not necessarily like the best three holes from an architecture standpoint. I don't know, but it, it was my favorite three hole stretch. And before Trump, before you give yours, just you saying that, like the the options that come about, it's like I might go six, seven, eight of that because the eight is That's like the spirits well, short, like par three. Yeah, and I wanted to cheat because it really starts on three with the Sahara, <laughs> with the ghost hole or with the ghost yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah and that's the trick. That's when you start thinking about old Mac, and that's why I think you need to play it a couple times. Is yeah. you start to think like, oh shit, yeah, man, there's so many good holes on that golf right. course. <laughs> All right, yeah. Tron, what's your favorite three hole stretch? Gosh, man. Um, Pacific 11, or uh, sorry, yeah, Pacific 11, 12, 13 is crazy good. Uh, trails, 11, I think Trails 11, 12, 13 is probably my favorite three hole stretch just because uh, 11, we've, we've talked about that one. 12 is that like just really, really cool, sensual par three. It's long, there's a million different ways to play it. Um, and then 13 is, is just like this low key just awesome par four like back through the woods and you know there's like the anticipation of going up the hill afterwards and seeing that reveal and all that but i would say that or bannon dunes four five six that's my winner four five six uh we've talked about four the par four that opens the water we talked about five the long uh par four that plays along the water and then six the appreciate dj kind of uh shitting on number six it is the poster <laughs> that i bought and the poster that i have from bannon dunes is the par three six, cool, man. so yeah, I, go, uh, I actually really like that hole. It's, it's, uh, cool for you, man. it's like eye candy. It's, it's no, it is. I, I like yeah. the green is. I thought the green is really cool on that hole. Um, I, he's covering his tracks. I just now. well, not that cool, but I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I thought it was cool hitting four iron for one sixty into it totally. the first time around for sure. And that's the same reason I like eleven on Pacific Dunes. Yeah, so, I mean it's yeah. yeah. And that was a lot of the reason why I thought I was actually disappointed to play the course the second time around because yep. 
you add that variable in and it's just it's a wildly different golf course and i think it, it's it needs that win to really oh for sure you know. all right this is gonna be our last little segment here what are what are the things that are gonna stick you stick with you the most from this trip like when we when you talk about it what are the like three five maybe things that kind of resonate with you or, or that you that you feel in your soul as you as you walk away from bandon check for ticks oh <laughs> number one <laughs> Caught a little, caught a little tick uh, out there that didn't discover for maybe a day and a half or so. Everything's DJ's fine. gonna, he, he's gonna buy a telescope here soon. <laughs> Start acting like Jimmy Walker. Uh, no, I, I have many other other things as well, but we'll start there. Uh, Lynx golf is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, I, my, my number one is the feeling of compressing the balls against that kind of turf. And it's kind of this different ball flight that even happens. It goes a little lower, but that was, I, I remember five years ago, like having trouble compressing the ball against the firm turf in August, but man, that was some of the most, and it, it, I think that has a bigger effect on me playing a round of golf than I'd like to think. But the feeling you get when you actually hit like strike an iron shot is like, it's something I really, it really resonates with me after a round. And I loved hitting all types of shots. You could hit wedges off that turf way better than I could remember. And uh, that's just something I, that, I, that I'll definitely take with me. I think it's kind of a blessing and a curse for you because you have, like, I think it resonated with me, like, just how freaking good you are at golf. Like, some of the long irons that you were hitting on, especially when it was windy that day and flighting the ball against the wind there. So I think that you probably enjoy courses a lot more than we would just solely because you're, you're playing so well, you know, sometimes, but, but, but that's also a curse if you're not playing well then, but I would say my, I think like my seminal or one of my seminal moments was just sitting at lunch at Pacific after we played Pacific the first time. And, you know, you kind of, you're kind of up on this, you know, on this back deck there and, it, and you're looking out over the punch bowl and the whole, you know, kind of the whole expanse of the properties out there with you. And, the weather was perfect. It was like, you know, 68 degrees and sunny and you're drinking, you know, every one of the bars has like really, really good beers on tap. And you know, it's like, I felt, I felt replenished and fulfilled <laughs> at, at that moment in time. I think one of the other things, um, is just how valuable it is to walk a golf course. Hmm. Um, we didn't talk about that. There's no carts out there's there. There's no carts, uh, for sure. So, you know, I think that all of us, I don't, not to put words in your guys' mouth, I think all of us kind of enjoy slash maybe even prefer walking when we can. Uh, I don't think we do it as much as, as we probably should or would like to, but just for time purposes or whatever. But and I think the reward out there is so much more. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's just, it's more of like when you're playing a golf course for the first time. I think mm. I would, and not that this was like my first time there, but it was for you guys. But like, I think it's it's just so valuable to walk it because the golf course is, meant to be it's meant to be taken in it at three miles an hour if the course at, is set yeah. up to you be know, walked like i don't in florida here away. i don't desire a lot of these courses we play to go walk with, with some exceptions but like this is meant to be walked like, yeah, there's no other I, option like, and i think it's not even like the walk between holes and all that stuff but it's it's more just like you just notice things as you're walking by them you know and, and that you would fly past in a cart if you're trying to get down you in feel two the and a half hours. Yeah. Feel, yeah i, I saw some like a big difference. spanish moss i, I don't yeah. know if it was spanish moss but spanish moss looking uh stuff up in like the trees on abandoned trails i was like you know how sweet is that and yeah i probably don't notice that if you're just whizzing by on a cart what else taking with you randy uh, well so the next thing i had down was just uh what i'll take with me is the variety of the resort um and i kind of touched on this um earlier but it just you know how different the courses can feel how different the clubhouses feel how different you know the even the menus are um it's just really cool to be able to go to one place and get kind of that wide variety uh of experience i also had the sound of a golf ball hitting a firm green like it's just a totally different you know sound that it makes and it just it sets you up for such a different style. And I think what John, one of your like justified criticisms of barn Bugle was that the slopes weren't necessarily running out. Balls weren't running out the way that the slopes were designed to be played. The way the slopes play here was, I, it was so yeah. perfect. Backstops. The conditions yeah. 100% matched the design. Backstops were actual backstops and you could use kickers and all that stuff. So just hearing the balls hit the firm greens to us, it was like a reminder, like, all right, well, with your approaches, you're not, you don't need to land the ball right next to the hole. I think for me, 
the noodle bowl at trails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that one with me. I eat a lot of like Asian food and the Korean, Vietnamese food, but that was, that was kind of a good amalgamation of those different cuisines. Um, I like thinking about the underrated holes. Like I know I've, I've named, like, I, I feel like every time you've asked me my favorite thing, I've named like the thing from the poster, but some of the holes that stick with me are like number one at old Mac, the double plateau was like, I thought just really classy. It was just, mm-hmm. like, it was just, it's so in front of you, but like, it still makes you think it's still like, it's just really cool. Um, and I thought there were 50 holes like that at trails. I think like the, was it number four, the, like kind of the hogs back, uh, just a giant ridge through the mm-hmm. middle of the fairway that defines the entire hole. And it's something that, you know, it's just, it, it's a good reminder, you know, you don't need to be able to see, the green on every tee box you don't need to be able to you don't need to have a flat fairway like who says you need to have you know a flat lie for your second shot and all that stuff like i just it, it the whole property is just such a good example of how you can make interesting golf holes without uh doing anything crazy i mean and just using kind of the tools that you have um my next one i, I got to well j- just the sound of the ocean and the yellow flowering gorse is something that's going to stick with me for a while um probably the last big thing i have is to make sure you stay hydrated (laughs) Uh, especially if you're going to do a lot of walking and the sun's out i had a bit of a faint the last uh the last evening an hour before we're about to leave yeah drive to eugene i was uh pretty dehydrated and probably a lot more tired than i realized and kind of stood up and oh uh things got things got shaky um so so definitely stay hydrated last one i had was the deafening sound of the ocean and just kind of you realize when you come back in the clubhouse after the round how your ears are actually kind of ringing a bit from from the ocean and i I mentioned earlier but the first moment when you get to the cliff and you realize how high you are this isn't like seaside you are above the sea and i don't know if that helps with the audio of the waves coming up but man it is like not only are you views of the ocean, like you get an aerial view of the ocean. We hit balls off the cliff into the ocean, which pretty much everyone does. And seeing how long it took for the get him to ball the to land yeah. was like, whoa, it's even more perspective for how high up you are. So that's, that's, the, that's the things I'm taking with me. Yeah. I, I think on, on that front, it, at no point does it even like, I, I kind of struggle with it because it didn't feel real. Like you're, you're, so, you're so far above the ocean, yeah. so high in these cliffs and kind of detached from this whole scene where you're just like, whoa, this is... Well, and that's why I think I gravitate in some ways towards Old Mac and Trails. It's like, okay, I can like kind of, I can comprehend this. Yeah, and I know what's good and what's bad because I have something to compare it to, whereas the other two are like, holy shit, like I don't even know how, Mm -hmm. like what am I supposed to feel right now? Like this is insane. Yeah, But I I think the thing that'll stick with me the most is like I worked in hospitality for like almost a decade and... Like I worked for Ritz Carlton, I stayed at probably fifteen, you know, really awesome four or five star hotels around the world with them. And like, at no point has my, did my experience with Ritz Carlton even come close to the hospitality that, that we saw all week. Like, if you're slightly out of position, the ranger just like they they have the deftest, most subtle touch, or you know, like there there's just everything is just so nuanced and detailed and well thought out where like all the menus just there's this you know you can get you can get a turkey sandwich at, at all four or five clubhouses but like they're all gonna have People their own come to spin. for the atmosphere <laughs> and the ambiance or you know like i think um like like the the uh irish bar what's it called mckee's mckee's like they like i could have sat i, I could have eaten every meal in there mm-hmm. and still wanted to go back the next night I and mean, it was yeah that it's very repeatable. Unreal. Yeah, they give so much variety yeah. that you can go back to the same. But everything place. was just so. Everything's so authentic. Yeah. Shout out to Neil too, by the way. We didn't lug all the podcast equipment out to Oregon, so he was he's got to go back to New York. So he was unable to be here to to share his takes. But he is our Stableford champion. We uh we all owe him some money. Um, I owe you guys some money too because me and Randy lost a lot in that last. Yeah, round. we got a lot of ass presses. A lot of presses going. You were on you had the team. big Gutenberg on your team. Yeah, just we kept just pressing. Kept pressing. Things were moving quickly for me. At the end. <laughs> well, Eighteen, I think we had what we had like. Oh, there were like, like eleven open or, bets, yeah. and uh, yeah, got, maybe my only criticism: conditioning of the bunkers. I thought was a little inconsistent. A lot, some with huge amounts of sand, like enormous amounts of sand. I had one, like one lie that was completely bare. Well, but, I thought it was. I thought it was tough where 
you know, if the ball is a little wet rolling into the bunker, it's going to pick up a lot of that sand. But I, I thought it was actually, like Barn Bugle, I was totally frustrated with the sand. I thought there was way too much sand in bunkers. I felt like that at Stream Song, especially on Blue down there. But here I felt like there was truly, in a lot of the bunkers, it was a half-shot penalty, which I yeah. thought was totally adequate. I, and I can't good. imagine trying to maintain those bunkers oh, when the I'm, wind is yeah. up the way it is. Which is <laughs> well, I think they probably just have to dump mm-hmm. dump sand in yeah. there every... How, however, often. I thought they were a lot more playable than some of the ones that we played at yeah. some other resorts. Definitely. So, all right. I th- I hope we captured everything within two hours. I think we at least came somewhat close. Um, and I think, but I think that is kind of a testament to how much this experience kind of resonated with us. This was no, this was not an ordinary golf trip. This is, if not the very top of ones we've taken, I've taken. I think I, I rank it no worse than the top. Th- two or three that I've ever taken. It was, it was, it was amazing. I think it's important for people to either go or make it, make a goal to make it out to this place. So you, to, I understand, I feel like I understand golf better after visiting a place like this. And I think it's something that should be celebrated and that we should all appreciate. So and lastly, I just like, thanks to all the people who like came up to us and yeah. introduced yeah. themselves throughout the, the community. Like, the was week. It was strong. That's like, it never gets old. Oh, it's it's cool. really cool. And like yeah. kind of humbling and stuff. So thank you. Yeah. So, with that, uh, we're going to wrap it. Thanks to everyone for, for sticking around for two hours. And uh, we'll be back with your regularly scheduled programming here shortly with the next couple of weeks. And uh, you'll be hearing from us soon. Cheers. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!